You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And we're from MindRobber.net, the home side of Mind Robber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts like this one, The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who, The Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love and we talk about it episode by episode, currently covering Justice League, soon, very soon to be Justice League Unlimited, and then our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. And if you like our shows, you should review them on iTunes, because that helps us out a lot. If you have questions, comments, concerns, email those to us, podcast at MindRobber.net. If you want to start a discussion, add to the comments on the post of this episode and let everyone Everyone know what you're thinking. Uh, most importantly, tell your friends that they should be listening, especially now of all times, which is uh, where we're beginning our celebration of the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who by doing an 11 to 1 countdown ending with the 50th anniversary special on uh, November 23rd. Um, yeah. So uh, we're, we're starting off with uh, Matt Smith story written by Stephen Moffat called The Impossible Astronaut Day of the Moon. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. It's just, you know, what is this, two, two, three years ago? Two years, I think. Two years? Okay. I can't mm-hmm. tell because it just feels like we haven't gotten anything in so long. Um, <laughs> so, it's not uh, wrong. It's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so from like two years ago, two-ish years ago, uh, maybe two and a half. Um, and... Uh, yeah. So, do we have much background significance for this? Probably not really, right? Not really. I mean, like it, it's still one of those things where this is like work in progress stuff. So I wasn't able to find anything off the off the few minutes I had to look for it. Um, but more than anything, I mean, this is the um, this is the kickoff to the sixth season series of the new of the new. Um, of the new era of Doctor Who, of New Who, Series 6, as everyone knows. Um, I mean, like, this is one of those stories that I'm sure that everyone who's listening to this podcast has seen, or everyone who's watched Doctor Who has seen, just because mm-hmm. the Moffat era is proving to be ridiculously popular, and everyone loves it. Um, it's direct, it, Like you said, it's written by Stephen Moffat, who we're covering because um really important writer in the, ter- in the long course of Doctor Who. He's, you know, one of the fan favorites and considered one of the greatest writers who's ever written the show. Mm-hmm. And, and he then, was, uh, uh, he was, he was, despite it being an out of continuity story, he was one of, he was like the only writer to write Doctor Who during the, um, during the, uh, hiatus. So mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. Curse of Fatal Death. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, kind of important. <laughs> super, super duper important. Um, and, uh, looking at it, I mean, it's directed by, um, uh, Toby Haynes, who is one of my favorite directors of the, New of the Moffat era, um, and this is the last thing he's directed for the show so far. So, hopefully, he comes back at some point. Yeah, that um, won't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Um, yeah, and this is also, I mean, I guess in terms of overall background of the show, like this is, I don't know, it's kind of the kickoff to the River Song story, like the what happened to River Song, uh, or and that's all. Series six, as it's series called. six, <laughs> as it is. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. 
All right. Well, before we move on and start talking about it, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything you can get from a local comic book shop. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off. And then you ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like. You only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping. So thanks to DCBService.com. Um, okay, so uh, I remember when I watched this originally like this was like this was the height of doctor who when this came out yes um as far as like there was a really good mix of new fans and then older fans who were like just in love with the new era because it was such a breath of fresh air at the time and then this this episode blew i think everybody away and then the next episode was like a punch in the gut and then we got doctor's wife and we're like oh okay that's better and then after the doctor's wife, it was kind of all downhill from there. Um, and, and things just started getting more confused, more and more confusing and more and more weird and more and more unexplainable and more and more wishy washy. Um, but I still stand by the fact that this is a spectacular two part episode, um, with a really spectacular internal story. As long as you can, try to ignore the external story elements um which are like the the season arc stuff Mm -hmm. um if you can ignore that stuff and ignore the fact that the doctor regenerating at the at the beginning of impossible astronaut is actually a, a robot in a light show um for no reason um uh as long as you can ignore that like i think this is a really good story like as long as you can just just be like okay well let's just ignore that and let's talk about the silence because i think the silence um which is what i'll call them even though that's not technically their name i don't think we've ever learned what their species name is um, Mm -hmm. because the silence ends up being the organization not those creatures even though everyone calls them the silence Mm -hmm. um but uh, whatever those things are, um, I think they're really great villains. And I think that this episode in particular was the last time that Moffat pulled out a really brilliant solution to a really scary problem um, with the whole lunar landing and everything. Like, it's, it's, really, it's really well put together um, mm-hmm. and great. Um, like I just, it's really, really wonderful, I think. Yeah. And, uh, I was really, really impressed with it. It's just all of the season long story elements. Um, every time one comes in, I just kind of like, mm, cause I just, <laughs> I know what it is and I'm just like, mm, I don't like it. Um, but there's a lot of things that still really, really work. Uh, the, the first time, last time thing at the end was really phenomenal. Um, and it's just, it's kind of, it's just really like spooky. It's a spooky story. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. watching this at a, at a Halloween, uh, party at the shop that I work at, at the comic shop I work at. And, uh, it was nice. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> the works. second episode in particular is a real horror movie. Like that's yeah. all it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think it, I think it holds up despite, having every reason not to, I think it still manages to hold up quite well. Yeah. No, I, I completely am 100% in agreement with you because uh, the parts that worked for me the first time are not the thing are not necessarily the things that work for me later times. Like yes. looking at it. No, like, like you said, 
you have to watch this story and you cannot think about anything that comes later. You cannot because mm-hmm. everything falls apart. Like the, the, the notion is like, I mean, to totally nitpick this, um, river river song is, you know, when the doctor is executed at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the story, um, river song is just like, what the hell? Like, I can't believe this. Like I'm, I'm shocked and I don't know. And I, I can't, I can't process this. And it's like, Okay, you were in the spacesuit, and you were taken from your storm cage, which means that this comes after you've done the entire thing where you know he actually survives the adventure. Like, so mm-hmm. the emotional like elements of it just don't actually make sense, um, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't play because you know her entire timeline really kind of falls apart with that, or mm-hmm. the emotional reality of the character because like she's really concerned because the man she's in love with is going to die and she mm-hmm. doesn't know it, and it's it's bizarre because Moffat knows that River is the guy is killed the doctor. Like I'm does, pretty does, sure he knows he? by this point. Does um, he? Does he? <laughs> does he? <laughs> I think he just built a mystery and then tried to unravel it mm, organically and then realized he couldn't do it and then just shrugged and went timey-wimey. And that's how we got the Wedding of River Song. That's yeah. what I think happened. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's cynical of me, but, I mean, look at the wedding. Like that's a, that, that episode's a disaster. But we're not talking about that, so let's not talk yeah. about that. Well, I mean, because um, there's so many holes in this with the with the river thing. Like, why doesn't she recognize the space suit as the thing that she was in when she was a kid? Yeah. Why does why is she like, oh, the, this girl must have been really strong. You would know you were the one in it. Like you were the girl. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, it just it's none of it makes any sense. And yes. it's um, yeah, it's it's aggravating to say yeah. the least. But a- aggravating, unbelievably so, especially when you consider like looking at this. Like, if you just take all of that and remove it, and like, and I mean, you have to re- like shutting it off and going for the story. This is phenomenal. Like, it is mm-hmm. so good to the point where like I I just get to certain moments. And I just have these moments of clarity where I look at, like, you know, the doctor in the Oval Office, for example, when he, you know, infiltrates the Oval Office and they're trying to figure out what's going on and they're sussing out this mystery and they're just running around. And I was just like, this is this is a show. Like, this is the thing where it's like, I just want to write this show and not in a way where it's like, I think I can do better, but because it's so much fun. Like, mm-hmm. just it's such a blast to just like to just see and 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 experience even on repeat and even like being just a moffat jaded person that i am mm-hmm. um because the guy the guy is such a such an economical storyteller at this point it's to a fault but looking at it like this is the sort of thing where i watch this and this is the story that i point to where i'm like moffat never should have stopped doing two-parters he never should have done stopped it just because this has so much energy and it's got so much room to play where it's like, you look at how he's doing the show, the, 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 the show now and all of the scenes that I like, which are the scenes where, you know, River says, uh, I think it's going to kill me. Not knowing like on the day that he doesn't recognize me, it's going to kill me. That scene, the scene where, uh, the doctor walks up to Rory and says, uh, do you remember everything? And he says, yes. Um, the, the, there's a first time for everything and a last. And of course the ending where it's just like, you know, you have a five minute scene in the TARDIS where it's just denouement. Like it's just falling action of just like, and where are we going now? And it's like setting up the rest of the season. Like all of those things would be completely cut out of an episode that aired now. Um, mm-hmm. In, in in a bad way, like in a bad way where all these things are texture and color and in, in they're just, it's a, 
it's just a bummer. Like, it's just a bummer that that's, like, the direction the show Especially considering they're, like, scrambling because of the budget getting out of control. It's like, oh, okay, uh, the reason the two partners exist is to save on the budget. Like, mm-hmm. why, why yeah. are you cutting those? Like, oh, we want to save on the budget. I know. Let's make three extra sets of, sets a year. Like, <laughs> that's, that's dumb. It's, it um, is dumb. And, and it's, but it's... <laughs> It's funny because Moffat said that, like, that's the intention of the two-part episode, but the two-part episode never actually saved them money. It cost more money. I'm like, how does that work? Like, then you're doing it wrong, Moffat. (laughs) I mean, look, I'm not a producer, but I know how a producer's job is supposed to work. (laughs) If the goal of a two-part episode is to save money and you're not saving money, then you're just doing it wrong. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) oi. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but uh, uh, enough, enough, enough Moffat ranting because like this is, I mean, this is really like the Moffat that I know and love. Like this is this is his swan song mm-hmm. um, because everything after this uh, was sort of a law of diminishing returns. Oh yeah, um, the the uh, the the finale of of series seven notwithstanding, which I quite liked. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everything else has just been uh, mediocre to bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it's unfortunate because I'm, I'm I miss this guy. But you know what else is funny is watching this. I found I found myself loving River Song again. Yes, in a way where I was like, God, I hope she comes back and gets to play off of Peter Capaldi because <laughs> those two. I bet I bet I mean her and Matt Smith have great chemistry. I can't even imagine what her and Capaldi would be like. Definitely, definitely. Ugh. Ugh. and like and like that's the thing is i totally like i'm just i find myself totally enraptured with this character again which is ironic considering what i said after wedding of river song but like looking at it it's just like oh you have such a good character here like this is a great character and and rory is a great character like he has all of these great pieces that he's just like kind of doing really interesting things with and then all of a sudden it just becomes like let's not do anything interesting with them mm-hmm. and but but this is like I'm trying not keep it trying to keep it not negative um and this is just a great showcase of all of those things and it's just I mean uh, I forgot what it was like to be in love with this show oh my god did I forget what it was like to be in love with this show oh my god <laughs> Like that's, I mean, that was the overwhelming feeling that I got from watching this. It yes. was, I, I was, was just a light bulb going, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is what it was like when I was obsessed with this show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and just, and just like looking at like, just how funny it is. Like it's funny in places and it's clever in places like the thing just like using richard nixon to just be like just a wacky zany like hi how you doing guy is like it's my favorite thing because it's just it's cheeky like it's cheeky in the way that like the davies era was cheeky and how robert holmes was cheeky Mm -hmm. and and uh, whitaker was cheeky like and he's just playing with this thing where he's just like well i have nixon so why not use nixon as psychic paper and it's just it's it's phenomenal. Like it's so you know phenomenal. what though. Funny thing I noticed about the humor this time is, I was noticing things because I've seen this story. I mean, this is probably the sixth time I've watched this easily, um, and I'm watching this and I'm just like, there was a lot of jokes that I was noticing for the first time this time. 
Um, and a lot of, of like throwaway lines that might not have been jokes necessarily, but were, but were there like references to things or whatever. And they were just sort of like tossed aside. And it made me realize that like, while, uh, Toby Haynes is a phenomenal visual director, like the episode, this episode is gorgeous and, and all of his other ones are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I wonder if. The reason Moffat obviously either didn't like him or he didn't like working with Moffat or they didn't like working with each other. The reason he hasn't worked for the show again is because maybe he didn't get Moffat's stuff that well. Like mm. maybe he could make them look good but wasn't great at executing them. Um, because mm. it, it felt like there was a lot of lines where I just felt they were directed strangely in the mm. performance and things where I was like, I've seen this six times and I've never noticed that that person said that thing mm -hmm. and it's kind of important and that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. there was a couple of instances of that this time around. And I was like, I was like, I wonder if that's, that feels like a directorial choice. Um, and, and I was, I was a little baffled by it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean, and it's it is it is interesting how you know I mean as much as we love Toby Haynes, it's the sort of thing where it's like no one is perfect, and I like yeah. being reminded of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he is so good. I mean, like the the sequences, like I mean the silence. I mean, I'm just I'm flabbergasted at how ridiculously good they are, even still. Um, and it and it comes down to just a great use of. Um, I mean, for one thing, they are ridiculously well designed and just those masks are beautiful and then they're just wearing those black suits and i love the black suits like yeah. i love them um but then you go and you do the thing where where you know they're they're just around and people just start forgetting things the scene in the hospital is perhaps the most is, is easily the most famous of those sequences um but what I what I really loved in watching this is actually the sequence in which Canton's in the uh, TARDIS with everyone and they're trying to suss out how they're going to deal with the silence. And he does that thing where he straightens the doctor's bow tie. Like, that was just exquisitely well done. Like, mm -hmm. beautifully well done in the sort of thing where um, the silence worked because Haynes is a great director, but it's also because Moffat's a great writer. Um, Moffat mm -hmm. knows exactly how to put that on the page and how to how to say, like there's a there's a jump cut here like he's because all you're doing is writing in jump cuts um or without actually saying jump cut but you're just saying amy runs to the amy runs to the window the window is locked she runs to another window and as she raises it she sees a bunch of hashtags on her or a bunch of um tally marks on her hand she looks up and she sees more more on her face and she's just they're just everywhere like it's so beautiful in terms of horror and the sort of thing that only doctor who can kind of do um mm -hmm. Just because it feels like Doctor Who. Like, this is a guy who, you know, has... Moffat is single-handedly responsible for a whole bunch of Doctor Who fans where people just love the show because of his vision of the show. And and he... But he... And he's doing it in a way where it's like, he's doing something new, but he's also... Um, he's also putting it within the language of the show. And I just... I love that. Like, it's so interesting. Like, it's so clever. Um... And God, I just I marvel at how good that stuff is. Um, them showing up at that orphanage, man. <sighs> oh, it's it's so creepy. That whole that whole part is like really really creepy. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everything on the walls, like everything's written on the walls, and that guy just doesn't have a memory. Like, oh, it's so cool. 
Mm-hmm. So cool. Everything that was on the wall on the walls is really, really great except for this lighting door. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i uh i'm i'm i completely agree like everything everything in this um outside of the uh the the season arc stuff is just it's just ridiculously good yeah. um and then i missed this show where did this show go i don't know it got too it was too it was too uh difficult to maintain at a regular at this level because it's just so good like this level of quality requires so much work and you can tell that like you know he had a year's lead time on um the fifth series this was written kind of like in that and then all of a sudden you can just see him getting slammed up against deadlines which is why you get sloppy stories like um wedding of river song like and that's and that's interesting like i like that i like that moffat needs to take time with the things that he does the things that are that are very quickly dashed off are the are feel like the things that have that have been written recently and it's just like that's not like you need to take your time you're too you're very smart but you got to take your time to figure things out um and interesting too because there is a point in this where i i have a friend who is a big doctor who fan and he watched this episode and he just goes you know what i can't stand i can't stand that the end of the story involves involves the doctor just uh, single-handedly committing genocide on an entire race of beings and just like letting it happen and i'm like well i don't think that this is a celebratory thing like i don't think that this is a thing that um we're supposed to like yes we celebrate it happening because the doctor is winning the day but he's also doing something that is really horrific and it's the sort of thing where moffat is really interested in the ethics of which the doc under which the doctor works that's like mm-hmm. you know good man goes to war etc um or the story that we're going to talk about uh in our next episode oh or, or that <laughs> um, but uh these are things that are like really really interesting to him and and he wants to frame them within a larger context of that and i love that this is this is here like yes it is shot and directed heroically but when you think about it and you bring it back like it is the sort of thing that you know the doc he says later the doc doctor you're getting too cocky doctor you can't keep doing this you are becoming a terror amongst people um well, I would argue that he's not committing genocide because he's 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 not he's not committing genocide. He's forcing them to go on the run. Like he's forcing them to run away from Earth, which is the goal. Hmm. Yeah. I suppose that's true. That is that is true. That is that is true. Yeah. My my one thing is that he's also doing it in a way that causes tons of losses of life. Yeah. <laughs> which that's is true. Which which I think is I mean, it's interesting. Yes, he's getting them off of Earth, and yes, they can't ever show up on Earth again, and it is remarkably effective. But at the end of the day, he's also like, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who are going around there killing you, and he's also in this room with River Song, and River Song is just gunning these things down. Like, she's just with a gun, and he's back-to-back with her, and they are, and she's just, like, shooting them down like crazy. Little like, did he know he could have solved this whole thing with just giving an eye patch to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it'll have it'll have memory data really just put a just tape a picture of a silence to the to the to the inside of the eye patch okay um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean like i it was this was a thing where i was just like man i 
I should rewatch the entire Moffat era. That's what this made me want to do. This made me actually want to rewatch season six. And I honestly, I swear to you, I think this is the only time I've opened this box that I have. Like, <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, but that's, I was, I was amazed at how impressed I was. Um, just cause, well, you can't argue really impressive things. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. It's true. It's true. You really can't. All right. Well, um, that's uh that's that's 11 um before we uh, wrap up i want to remind you that today's episode was brought to you by instocktrades.com where you can purchase any paperback hardcover omnibus or absolute edition at 35 to 45 percent off plus new release specials 50 percent off every week and remember all orders over 50 dollars get free shipping so thanks to instocktrades.com go there and order your doctor who uh comics uh, all idw uh publishing uh doctor who comics are uh 45 percent off right now on the on the website um which is uh which is like i think 15 percent more than it normally is um so uh so yeah go go do it go get go get some doctor who comics um and get a bunch uh because you know if you get 50 dollars worth you can get free shipping and who doesn't want free shipping right right well i I like i like paying for things that people won't make me pay for so it's fine like mm. oh okay well yeah but i'm right, weird then. i'm weird I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a poster child of weird <laughs> so that's the thing in stocktrades.com uh, and then come for sponsoring the show um okay so uh next time we're going to talk about uh we're going to go to 10 uh david Tennant and human nature family of blood mm-hmm. by paul cornell I'm um, excited to talk about that. That'll come in, an, in a couple of days. But in the meantime, you should be checking out our other podcast, The Mind Robbers vs. Justice League. Uh, and then soon, very soon, like less than two weeks soon, uh, Justice League Unlimited, which is really exciting. Also, The Mind Robbers, our flagship podcast. This week we're talking about Orphan Black, uh, the BBC America show. So, uh, you know, it aired before Doctor Who or after it? After it. It aired after Doctor Who last season. Uh, I guess it's kind of related. Um, okay, so uh, the, the Mind <laughs> Robbers people go, with British accents. It's go, fine. Yeah, go check. It's actually a Canadian show, so I don't know. Whatever. Um, so uh, so yeah, go check that out. Um, everybody, <laughs> it does have British characters, but it is a Canadian show. Um, yeah, so uh, check out the Mind Robbers, and then you can follow us on Twitter on twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, Scott Commentary, where by the end of the week, we'll, we'll watch the return of a swan thing um, and live tweet it. Heck yeah. Uh, because uh, I can't wait. I really want to do it. We just need time. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's going to happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday. Maybe um, Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday. Uh, all right. So that's, uh, that's, that's that Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gungan and also my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash GD commentary, where you can find my live tweets of the return of swamp thing. When that ends up happening, uh, we will probably give you like an hour's warning. Hopefully it'll be a day. Who knows? But it's going to be great. I can't wait. Um, and then of course, classical which is where I have all of my thoughts on old classic who none of the new who. Mm. Yay. So this episode is not relevant is what you're saying. No, no. This episode is not relevant. But you know what? Hey, it's the one place I get to pimp it. So it's good. It's true. It's true. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next time, like just in a few days with uh, David Tennant and the Nature Family of Blood. Bye. Bye. Bye.